Good evening, or good afternoon, I should say. It's 329. <laughs> um, this is Pamela, and you are listening to Watchmen on the Pod. We are going to continue in our book reading of Revelation Timeline Decoded. Messiah's Apocalyptic Vision is a war manual that uses symbols and layers to hide the fulfillment. The author is David Nokio, Nokio, I believe it is, Wilcoxon. All right. Um, this is my fourth try, I believe. Could be fifth of trying to read this chapter, believe it or not. Now, if I did not know better, I would just say, oh, well, God don't want me to read it. And I'm going to quit it. No, I don't believe that is so. Because the little parts that I have already begun to read, these just correspond and just complement or should I say confirm the things that I have done in the past that I have posted, if you've been with me since the beginning of my website and uh, me returning to the Lord, these are a lot of things that the Father has given me, given me a great understanding about. And then there's things, obviously, that I didn't even know that he has added to. Praise God. Um, I've had this book for hmm, a while now, actually. And... Uh, not ex about five months maybe but I never opened it I, n I never began to read it yet I guess it was not time for me then um I did uh get to go to Italy uh back in 2020 and that was an eye opener and then after that I be I read um Alberto Rivera um and then I read Edmund Paris and now I'm reading China Kwai, and my eyes, wow, have been really, really open. So a lot of the things that I've, I've read or have been made aware of, this man really confirms it. And it's just, it's just utterly amazing. That's the way I look at it. Okay. Also, I, I am expecting a phone call or a text message that I will have to take. So I will have to stop reading. Take that. It's from an electrician. And then I'll resume afterward. And I'm also waiting for the plumber to come so he can change the toilets out. So I might have to pause and then come back. But I do want to get this started with all of my heart. I truly, truly do. I will be babysitting the dogs. <laughs> so they may bark every now and then. They bark at the slightest sounds anymore. You know, they're little dogs. Little dogs bark a lot. They're, they're just crazy. I don't know why they do what they do, but they do. Okay, so with all of that being said, let's dig right in. Chapter 2, Historism versus Futurism. The enemy has caused people to believe that the 70th week of Daniel, chapter 9, 2 Thessalonians, chapter 2, and most of Revelation are yet to be fulfilled. Here's the basic false narrative that we have been led to believe. A one-man antichrist will make a seven-year Israeli peace agreement, which marks the start of a futuristic seven-year tribulation period. Some believe they will be raptured out at this time. There will be a three-and-a-half years of relative peace, in which time the temple will be rebuilt in Jerusalem. Then, at the midpoint, the Antichrist will enter the temple, desolate it, and proclaim to be God. Then there will be a three-and-a-half years of great tribulation, in which most of Revelation will be fulfilled. That false narrative is based on the concept of a futuristic 70th week of Daniel 9. Friend, there will be no future seven-year tribulation period. 
The 70th week of Daniel 9 was fulfilled on time from 27 through 34 AD. I believe that myself 100%. When Messiah confirmed the everlasting covenant in the midst of the seven years of the 70th week with his blood as the spotless lamb. I prove it out in my 70th week of Daniel 9 decoded book which you can get at www.70thweekofdaniel.com I do have that book have not read it but we'll be reading that book as well this is one of Satan's grandest deceptions for he has taken a passage that points to the promised Messiah and has assigned it to an end times antichrist making an Israel peace agreement we are not waiting on a futuristic one-man antichrist to make an Israel peace agreement because the covenant of Daniel 9.27 was the everlasting covenant that Daniel pleaded with our Heavenly Father to remember in Daniel chapter 9 verse 4. The Antichrist beast of Revelation is not just one man. It's an office like the President of the United States or the King of England. Since 900 AD, when the popes were rising to great power, the saints have proclaimed that the popes fulfill Bible prophecy as the little horn of Daniel 7, the son of perdition in 2 Thessalonians 2, and the Antichrist beast of Revelation, who leads the harlot church of Rome. The Protestant reformers all proclaimed the same thing, which caused millions of Catholics to be saved by faith in Messiah and come out of Rome's harlot church. The popes responded by empowering the Society of Jesuits, or the Society of Jesus, which is the Jesuits, to counter the Reformation, part of which was to write futuristic explanations of a one-man Antichrist in a futuristic 70th week of Daniel to deflect blame away from the popes. The great theologians of the 16th through the 19th centuries all proclaimed the historical fulfillment of the 70th week of Daniel. With one accord, they all proclaimed that Revelation has been in the process of being fulfilled since it was written. Amen. In the late 16th century... Jesuit priest Francisco Ribera, a brilliant man with a doctorate in theology, wrote a 500-page commentary with an opposing view where he manipulated the 70th week of Daniel 9 prophecy to create an end-time seven-year tribulation that features a one-man antichrist and most of Revelation fulfilled in the last few years of time, you know, end of the age. Now, if you remember, going back, if you've been with me all along, you'll remember that I did this study on this uh, Francisco Riviera and stuff, and it's just, it's so true, it's very true. This has happened, this is fact, this is history. Following close behind with another brilliant Jesuit scholar, Cardinal Robert Bellarmine of Rome, he promoted Ribera's concept in his work, Polemic Lectures, concerning the disputed points of the Christian belief against the heretics of this time. In 1812, a Roman Jesuit priest named Manuel de Lucnuza published the work, The Coming of Messiah in Glory and Majesty, joining, I'm not joining, but knowing that Protestants would not embrace a Jesuit's teaching, Lacuna wrote the book under the pen name of Juan Josephat 
Ben Ezra, a supposed converted Jew, to get Protestants to read it. Trickery, just absolute trickery. In the 19th century, Dr. Samuel Ruffy Maitland advanced the Jesuit teachings. James H. Todd published pamphlets and books supporting their teachings. John Henry Newman promoted their explanation in England. Now, we know about him, remember, because of China Kwai. Minister Edward Irwin created the concept of the secret rapture. John Nelson Darby created the concept of dispensationalism. The Schofield Reference Bible established the deception in America. It was received by the Congregationalist, Baptist, and some Presbyterian denominations. Louis Sperry Schaefer, an American theologian, became associated with Schofield's ministry, who became his mentor. When Schofield died in 1921, Schaefer moved to Dallas, Texas, to pastor the First Congregational Church of Dallas, where Schofield had ministered. Schaefer went on to found Dallas Theological Seminary taking with him the false futuristic explanations. Now, the DTS, which is the Dallas Theological Seminary, is the key place where the Jesuit concepts are taught to thousands of pastors, including today's top TV and radio personalities. Graduates of the Dallas Theological Seminary include the following people. Author John F. Wolverd. I had his book, guys. Charles Caldwell Ryrie promoted futurism in his Ryrie Study Bible. Hal Lindsey brought their deception to the mainstream. I remember that. Chuck Swindle and Inside for Living. David Jeremiah used to listen to him all the time from the Turning Point Broadcast Ministry. J. Vernon McGee, as you know, if you can look, I have read his studies. And through the Bible radio program, Ron Rhodes and Reasoning from the Scriptures Ministry, Dr. Thomas Ice of the Left Behind series of books and movies. The Dallas Theological, Theological Seminary graduates go to work for Christian denominations, seminaries, Bible colleges, and publishing companies. They become pastors throughout the world, and that's how the leaven of the Jesuit deceptions have spread around the world during the last century. So when you look around and see the majority of people believe in the futuristic explanations of prophecy fulfillment, now you understand how the enemy has worked to push the false explanations to hide the truth of the fulfillment of revelation with which authenticates scripture and the deity of Messiah. The enemy programs people's minds through repetition. If you tell a lie big enough and keep repeating it, people will eventually come to believe it and that is the truth. So are these pastors misled? Are they ignorant? Are they wolves in sheep's clothing? The prophecy fulfillment explanation in this book proves that the majority of today's pastors are teaching end-time prophecy concepts that are false, which makes them false prophecy teachers. They may be sincere Christians, but they teach false doctrine, and they will be held accountable. Most of them have been deceived at seminaries and Bible schools, where the Jesuit infiltrated the ranks to deceive them. Others are wolves in sheep's clothing who have sold out to the riches of Rome. There are definite strongholds in pastors' lives that aren't allowing them to see the truth, so they desperately need our prayers.
The witness of history proves that most of Revelation has already been fulfilled during the last 1900 years, which validates the historical view of prophecy. We will all stand before our righteous judge saying that our pastor taught you these concepts would not be an acceptable excuse. That's true. For we are all called to compare what men teach with scripture. That applies to this book. Please don't blindly trust what I say. Pray about it and compare it to scripture. Timothy foretold what would take place in the end times. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lust shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. 2 Timothy chapter 4 verse 3. We're in one of the most important eras in the history of the world. If your pastor is just teaching you how to live a better life and they're not giving you the proper explanations of the fulfillment of prophecy to let you know how the end end times are going to play out and to give you the context of Messiah's return, then that's problematic. <laughs> when you read the explanations in this book and see how the prophecies in Messiah's, um, I don't know why that word has me stumbled every time I see it. It's just like confusion, epoclip apocalyptic apocalyptic visions i am so sorry i don't know why i just stutter on that word apocalyptic vision are fulfilled you will understand why i emphasize the importance of pastors teaching primarily about prophecy fulfillment and that was chapter two and boy i tell you what i don't know why that was so difficult to get through so strange i don't understand it but i stand right now like I said, I'm reading this in real time with you, so I don't know everything that's in this book. I have no idea. But you know what? So far, so good. I do agree with him. But it's from the studies that I have done. And if you go back into the archives in YouTube or, you know, primarily at WatchmanOnThePod.com, you will find the studies where I show you in Scripture and, and, and in history and things like that. It's just, it's very, very amazing. It really, truly is. And, you know, they are trying to change history so quickly that, you know what, you, can, you can't trust what you find on the internet. Honestly, you really seriously can't. The best way to get things that you can trust, and this is the way I look at it, but brothers and sisters, it's up to you. I like to get tangible real books. I do. Um, I like to feel it. I, I and I like I like to get the used ones, the ones that's you know first edition, second edition, whatever, and where people has you know did their little notes and stuff like that. I like real books because you know what they're printed. They've been printed for twenty, thirty, well, a long time. I'm in China, quite eighteen hundreds. Jesse Pin Lewis, eighteen hundreds. <laughs> They've been printed a long time ago. And we're getting them, and it's what they said, their, their original books, you know, the original manuscripts. When you go on the Internet, I'm telling you what, things are not lining up with the actual paperback books. They just don't. So anyway, with that said, I'm going to end that there. We will continue in Chapter 3. Hopefully this tongue of mine will be untied in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, and we will be able to read this with complete understanding. And I ask the precious Holy Spirit to open my eyes to see, my ears to hear. 
And I pray that he will give me the understanding and the wisdom to be able to walk in this truth. Amen. I love you all. Go to the Father in prayer. Seek his face. Ask him to uh, give you the wisdom, to give you the understanding. Ask him, is this true? Is this, is this, is this truth? Ask him to empty you out of your, your preconceived ideas, the things that you have been taught. Because you know what? When he, when he emptied me out or helped me empty myself out and he began to teach me, I cried for days. I absolutely cried for days because it's very disturbing to realize how deep I was in that deception. And I did not even know it was deception. I didn't know it was lies. I taught lies. I didn't know. Now that I know, there's no excuse. There's, there's no excuse. What am I supposed to say? Because see, if we love the truth, we're going to search it out. We're going to be like the Bereans. And we're going to be more noble than those in Thessalonica. Remember, they searched the word to see if it was soul. So they didn't argue and say, I won't have it. No, what they did was they took time to go and search the word. Search the scriptures to see what this man Paul is he teaching correctly? Is he teaching the truth? And we are to do the same thing when it comes to this man, David. Is he teaching the truth? Is he teaching correctly? Father, show me by your precious Holy Spirit, who is my teacher. Amen. Keep your eyes on Jesus, brothers and sisters. Your nose in the book, which is the word of God. And embed the word of God upon the tablets of your hearts. So you will not sin against God or be deceived. Until next time, be blessed, brothers and sisters. I love you all so very, very much. Keep me in prayer, and I pray for you as well. Bye-bye.